Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. That is right. Happy Saturday. Saturdays in Tassie with Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie's back with us. What a legend. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having You're me You're the again. best. Haven't been booted off yet. No, I, be here. you're part of the f- uh, furniture now. <laughs> You, do, you get to come back each week. Lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> get to hang out with us. Absolutely. Jeeves is standing up. Yeah, I'm, well. You've got a sore back. For a couple of reasons. I'm a bit sore this morning and I'm a bit fluey, so I don't want to get too close to you guys. Don't Man, be we, bloody giving me the flu before we've got game, to play footy tomorrow. Big game of footy tomorrow. It's Reckling very important. Community Cup. We'll be chatting to Kane Young later about that. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep my distance, I think. Yep. Just a little snotty. Socially, a little snotty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That is uh, not in the hot or not list. Wiping week. it all up my arm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, as always, let's kick off the show with the Tasmanian Sports News Update for Harrison Agents, the Tasmanian real estate experts. Obviously, we love them down there. Let's start it off uh, with the NBL. What have we got? I know uh, a bit of news coming out of the Jack Jumpers. Absolutely, we do, Holly. Yeah, we've got a bit of signing news coming out of the Jack Jumpers. They've rounded out their list uh, for the NBL season. Um, they've gone with guard Walter Brown um, at the back end of this week as a development player. Um, he's the latest to sign on um, as a result of those development player trials that we saw uh, a few weeks ago. So he's six foot three. He's from Christchurch in New Zealand and he's already played two seasons in New Zealand's NBL for the Canterbury Rams where he averaged three rebounds and over seven points a game. So a great signing for them and they've... Um, yeah, they've locked away their list essentially with that signing. The other piece of signing news for the Jack Jumpers is they'll be going into at least the start of the NBL season without what's called a next star. So we might know what that is. It's essentially um, an alternative pathway to college basketball uh, where people can come and play in the NBL. So think someone like LaMelo Ball. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a superstar who they can fast-track their career with. They come and play in the NBL to get that professional experience. But That's cool. The Jack Jumpers uh, and Scott Roth, the inside word from the camp is that they don't want a next star for this season because it's going to detract from the focus of their local players. It's As we know, the Jack Jumpers is very much a local brand bringing in that external noise um, with someone like a Lamelo Ball who's going to eventually I guess go and play in the NBA they just didn't want that uh, to detract from what they've been building with the group they've got mm. um, injury woes of their own they've got plenty of imports of their own so that next star wasn't on Scott Roth's agenda so I think uh, I think importantly Bailey part of the challenge there is that those that that program you need to be able to guarantee um, exposure. So uh, Usman Deng, uh, as an example, he went pick 11 in the recent NBA draft, played for New Zealand. Uh, not not quite up to the standard yet, really struggled early in the NBL, but they almost had to guarantee him playing time mm-hmm. to the detriment of the team so that he could be exposed because he's part of that program. There's a, there, 
there is a, an element of selfishness to it. So I can certainly understand uh, the jack jumpers not going down that path unless you're, you know, mm. you're getting a, uh, a lamello ball certified star. Uh, but even he had his you know, shooting um, struggles with Illawarra. Yeah, you're dead right, Jeeves. I mean, it's very interesting. The Jack Jumpers are at their infancy, really, as an organisation as well. So to so bring that sort of external noise, as I say, I think would really detract from their focus. And obviously, that's what Scott Roth's thinking is too. Um, and they've, as I say, got got their injury woes of their own. So Clint Steidl, um mm. he's already hoping to rebuild his knee and all the muscles around it as well, I'm told. So there's no timeline on his return. Um, yeah, right. He sustained that injury while he was representing Australia. Um and at the moment, he's had no basketball at all. He's been dribbling around some light dribbling drills, and he's been walking around and trying to get some, some weight on it. But um, at this stage, his rehab's primarily off the court. Mm. Um, he'll have some results from his scan next week, but at this stage, um, he himself believes he's a slim chance to play in that opening night. Um, and, yeah, the process has already taken two months to get load back onto that knee. So yeah, well, a pretty big out uh, for the jumpers. And yeah. They haven't actually decided on a skipper yet. Um, they're going to hold a vote as they as they typically do, and and Jeevesy, put his hand up for it. Jeevesy, this, could get the ring up. It could well, be hang a on chance. a second. I didn't even get picked. So they left me out. I spoke to Scott Roth Did at the at, at the just, SEN night. I was just going to say we had our uh, SEN shouts the bar on, on Thursday night, and Scotty Roth didn't tell us about this new recruit, and lo and behold, come out yesterday and. Thought hmm, he didn't even sneak in and tell us. No. He's very tight-lipped about that. I thought you were digging deep enough with your, with your emceeing with Scotty. You got a tear out of him, but you didn't. You didn't get the news of Jeeves's omission. So I know. That's, how, that's good, the big how good was he? Seriously, it, it was well, he's such, he's, a, lovely such a lovely guy. Exactly yeah. right. Huge heart. His uh, his wife was there, and she's lovely as well. Yeah. And I'm a Dallas fan, and um, Scott coached it in in Dallas for for an extended period, yeah. and was part of. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is my favourite player, just my favourite athlete of all time, humble. And Did you talk to him about Yeah, him? yeah. So yeah. I asked him about, about Dirk and he, he pulled out his phone and went through the camera roll and showed me photos oh. of him and Steve Nash from back in the day and at the family home eating dinner. And I just thought that was really nice of him to share that with me. I, yeah, I it was just amazing. Really nice. you know, I, got, I got a real insight into, into Dirk and... Um, and uh, Scott's time in Dallas, so it was pretty special for me. Oh yeah, yeah and, and we know lovely. he just he just absolutely loves. He lives and breathes the Jack Jumpers brand. I've seen him walking around Sandy Bay Road doing power walks in his full Jack Jumpers tracksuit. Oh, hair slicked back, him. walking along, power walking it. along, but the Jack Jumpers kit's always on. Well, so I've, he I've does seen you it. in Paint his Australian gear do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're that. that guy. You're that guy. Just lurks around the change rooms, just stealing all the gear, Tassie helmets. I know. I've got you sorted, Kenzie. Yeah, you, I love it. Down to a T. Um, so more on the Jack Jumpers injury news. Will Magne is also um, under a cloud with with his own knee issues there. So that could be two massive omissions for the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, that's not great. Um, and as we know, as always happens, Clint Steidle talked about this on his Thursday press conference. There's some early season predictions rolling in about where the Jack Jumpers might finish on the table and they're not looking good. They're harsh predictions, but like last season, I guess the players say they're quietly confident about just defying those expectations. So mm. that's all the latest from the, the Jack Jumpers camp. So not far away at all. Oh, October so 1, Get first game. Get and me October there with 3. my little clappers. I'm ready. <laughs> and on the 3rd will be the first home game. So Jeevesy's laughing at me. That, oh, I love the clappers. I get right around it. <laughs> Just, I go the let's do, move forward I go quickly. the Dublay clapper. <laughs> one in each hand. You'll NBL. have to bring one in next week. <laughs> oh, no, I will. NBL 1. What's going on there? So last week, the, the Torns were able to get the chocolates over Geelong in the NBL 1. Um, they'll face... Uh, Nunwading in the next round of finals, um, and they lost by 14 points last time they faced them. But the Spectres will be out without WNBL star Alice Kudek, um, yeah. who's heading overseas. So, yeah, Torns 
They're still in with a shot. They're still in it. And as are the Hobart Chargers, they'll play their preliminary final uh, tomorrow. Uh, they'll face either Kilsyth or Bendigo, and that'll be at home. And last week, there was 1,400 people turning out for their quarterfinal, which is pretty significant numbers um, for NBL 1. Well, that, that'd be a sellout. At the that's at the Hobart Netball and Sports Centre, yeah, Creek Road, yeah, Creek Road. yeah that'd be, be that'd be near on capacity, yeah, yeah definitely that's awesome. Would. Yeah, and so Anthony Stewart said he's he's hoping for even more this week. So I don't know how he's planning to fit them all. He might have to strap them to the roof, Hang but them off the roof, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the latest from the NBL one. So we've got two teams still in it, which is very exciting for Tasmania. I mean, basketball is just it's just such a hub down here, and we can see that extending throughout the pathways now, um, going down to that NBL one. Which is already, we're more more competitive in that competition as a result of our national. I think um, I think the north and northwest has always been um, you know, had a had a stranglehold over basketball in the state. So if you look at the um, the announcement of the state development program, 16s, um, 14s, boys and girls, huge representation across uh, the north and northwest. And I think, awesome. I think what's happened is the, the the Jack Jumpers emergence has actually given the south a bit of a a bit of a pump up in terms of participation, and and um, the young people down here can see the pathway. So yeah, they are slowly catching up to the north and northwest. But it, it, you know, it's got to be acknowledged that uh, the Torns, Northwest Thunder, um, and their junior programs up there have been strong for a, for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And even just, there's so many people that will come down um, from northwest to come and watch watch the games down mm. here in the south. And, and like when it's up at the Silverdome, people travelling out. I mean, the hotels were booked out there isn't There isn't quite the divide in basketball that there is no, in, there in cricket yeah. and, and footy it as well. It together. In yeah. terms of the north and south of yeah. the state. Well, yeah. It would be really interesting to see whether that would emerge or, I guess, dissipate if an AFL team was to come into the fold. Mm. We know there's all that discussion about, are they going to be a north-based team? Are they going to be a south-based team? So do you reckon that... Divide would probably. I think if they're the spending five hundred million on a stadium in the in the south, it'll be it'll be a south based team. Mm. You know, yeah, there might be, be two yeah. games played out of line. So you don't think there'll be any of that lingering saltiness? I, I don't from think the north? so. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think the the, the one thing about the Tassie license is that you know hopefully it unites us as a state. I uh, hope so. Because yeah. The divide, even from a cricket standpoint, has been mm. has been there for for an awful long time. And I can remember playing games in Devonport and Launceston, and um, the crowds up there would cheer against us. Mm. You know, we would we would cop it unmercifully, um, and mostly because we get flogged. And it's well. always yeah, it's always <laughs> we were pretty bad. It's always funny in grade cricket terms. They always want to yeah. compare. Well, what grade would I play if I went down south? Oh, There's the yeah. kind of thing as well, you know. So, yeah. but look, I mean, with with the Raiders program, I don't want to stick on cricket too much, but. With the Raiders program now in place, mm. um, it, it does give that pathway uh, into Premier Cricket, which is, uh, we saw you know, Charlie Easter, uh, James Chapman, and uh, John O'Chapman, sorry, and uh, Sam O'Mahony played second 11 cricket out of that Raiders program last year. Um, so there is, there is a pathway now for those kids in Launceston and uh, across the northwest. Absolutely. So... You said you didn't want to talk about cricket too much, too but we're going to do exactly that. <laughs> it's on my Sorry, rundown. Mate. It's on my rundown. Um, I want to talk about the Hurricanes and their BBL draft. So they're seeking out the advice, and we know this, it was broken earlier in the week, um, of gold, former Gold Coast Suns list manager uh, Scott Clayton. Now, he's said to be a draft guru. I don't know how much of a, a guru he can be if he's managing the Gold Coast Suns list, but oh, he... zing. He, um, Bailey goes bang. He, he, will be, he will be teaming up with the Hurricanes. And he's been in and around that group with with Vaughny and and Punner um, at the back end of this week, really just just 
planning, and we heard that was um, confirmed on Jack and Flash yesterday, that he'll be around that camp um, organising their draft strategy. So um, as far as the Platinum, which is the first round picks for the BBL, is concerned, it's pretty hard to see... Um, mm. what strategy can be employed because we are eighth um, in the in the lucky or not so lucky dip. We've got the last pick in that first round. But then um, it, it flows back around, so it it's does. a bit of a snake draft, so we get 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Back that to is, back? That is right. So yeah. we'll, it does swing in roundabouts, but as far as those high-end players go, we're definitely not going to have the, the pick of all of them. I want to run through some of the players that are on that list. It's, it's just a blockbuster list. We've got Faf Duplessis from South Africa, We've got Jason Roy from England, well, also from South Africa. We've got Liam Livingston, Sam Billings, Kieran Pollard, Andre Russell, David Willey, Shadab Khan, Dwayne Bravo, Rashid Khan, Chris Jordan, and Trent Bolt. So just some incredible names on that platinum list. Um, it's just going to be really interesting to see who is left at pick eight, first of all, and then from that, what fits the Hurricanes mould. Um from where I sit, looking at the list, the Hurricanes, they just desperately need spin. We'll go through their list in a minute, but they've got Darcy Short at the moment. He's very much a batting all-rounder. He's got a, he's got a big bash 5 for, but he is very much a batting all-rounder. And young Will Parker, who, is, as far as I'm concerned, isn't really up to big bash standard just of yet. He's very young. He's very raw. He's going to be a very talented cricketer, but he's probably not your main spinner. Um, the spinners up for grabs in that platinum list of players are just Shadab Khan and Rashid Khan. So it's pretty foreseeable from... Um, Either of opinion. them available, do you think, at pick eight? Well, I think uh, Shadab will be. Rashid's going to go early. Yeah. He's got to go early because he's he's ranked right up there in the all-rounders list in, in world cricket. He's one of the best. He's number one T20 bowler. Um, he has been for a long time. He's one of the best all-rounders in the world. He can bat in your top six. So he'll go very, very early in the piece. So Shadab Khan could be left. You've got an interesting theory on, on the requirement of a hold spinner rather mm. than an, an aggressive wicket-taking spinner at, at Bell Reeve. What's, yeah. what's your take there? Well, that's right. Well, it's not even just at Bell Reeve. But like you said, if we were to pick up, hypothetically, someone like Rashid Khan, the impact that he's going to have at Bell Reeve relative to Adelaide Oval is chalk and cheese. Um, so, in my opinion, we the Hurricanes are going to need that holding bowler, which they have had in years gone by when they've been successful. Clive, so, we look at Clive, Clive Rose, those really wily spinners, yep. Clive Rose, Johan So, not, not huge turners of the ball, no. but crafty. That's right. Yep. Wily, crafty yep. bowlers yep. who can get in and out of their overs. They can bowl it around that five, six and over and really win those four overs, as opposed to going in and taking wickets. And that is going to be even more important. And the Hurricanes haven't had someone like that since those... Um, those power play, those two additional power play overs, the power surge overs were introduced into the competition after the 10th over. So it's all the more reason to have a, a quality holding spinner and not necessarily someone who can turn the ball a mile both ways. Is this, is this a pitch for you to no, get a gig? No, I thought, I thought you might Maybe thought you this might is where this. you're headed here. This is maybe a little self-pitch. Gonna, yeah. I knew you were going to say this. Doesn't turn the ball a lot. Kind of bowls medium pace. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, oh, they, they do need that economical spinner. They've, um, if we look at their list, these are their current signings. They've got Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Caleb Jewell, Ben McDermott, Riley Meredith, Mitch Owen, Joel Paris, Will Parker, Darcy Short, and Matt Wade. In that list, they've got an abundance of power hitters. They've got three wicket keepers to choose from, and they've got some red-hot pace. What they lack is some stroke play, some people to get off strike and get those powerful batters back on strike, and as I said, spin. So that's what they're lacking. Uh, but like you say, we know that the draft doesn't stop at round one. Each team can nab three players in the draft, and there's 332 of them to choose from from over 20 different countries. So they've got their pick of players. It's just going to be interesting to see whether they go for that strike spinner in Shadow because he will likely be available 
after the first eight picks go. If you look at the calibre of some of those other players, he'll be there. So do they play it safe and grab him and lock away that conservative-style spinner? Or do they roll the dice and hope they can pick up someone later in the draft? That'll be really interesting to see. And that's one for, for Scott Clayton, the draft guru, to work through with the coaches. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be very interesting. And that all plays out tomorrow night. Bloody hell, that's a lot. Starting tomorrow night. Where can we do? Can we watch it? I think we can. There'll be a stream available, I've heard. Um, you'll defi- definitely be able to follow updates yeah. online. Yeah, cool. Um, and I'm sure SEM will have their own form of coverage um, in probably out of Melbourne, I'd say. So, yeah, yeah they'll, be, they'll be following on closely. You can tune into that. Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay, we're going to continue this because I've got a few more questions for you before you bloody leave us, even though you should just stay there. <laughs> but um, before we get to that, just want to remind everyone, obviously, uh, the text number is 0437 552 Text us in. We always love reading your texts. I've been going through some from Jack and Flash yesterday as well. There's actually some funny ones in there. So send us your text. We'll be back after a short break. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie with you here this morning. Saturday's in Tassie. Now, we've seen a bit of footage of Painey um, training or what, what's going on there? Because I know that you know him pretty well. So are we going to see him come back or what do you reckon? Well, the inside word is that we are going to see Tim Payne back um, for this upcoming summer. Yep. We haven't heard anything around whether he'll play for the Hurricanes. As I said before, they've got some spare spots on their list, but it's pretty quiet on that front. Mm-hmm. What isn't so quiet is um, he's going to be involved with Tasmania um, from potentially a first-class and list day perspective. So he'll be, he'll be back playing with the Tigers this year is the inside word. He's, he's very fit. Cool. Um, he's been hitting a lot of balls as um, Dave Flash Lithgow uh, reported on yesterday, um, yeah, yeah he, he really is back. So um, it's big news, be a massive in for Tasmania, but also really, really thrilled for him personally. There's obviously yeah. some things going on that need to play out. Um, but what's great for him is he'll be back playing the game that, that he awesome. loves. And yep. where that starts for him is going to be at University Cricket Club. So in, in first grade cricket, he'll be back playing for the Mighty Lions, um, which will bolster the lineup. Um, and yeah, I've got a bit of an inside theory that the only reason he wants to come back and play cricket is so he can break Utah's all-time run scorers record. I don't think it's about international accolades. I reckon he just wants to be the best clubby he can be. <laughs> straight, Love straight painy, straight painy. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, very, very exciting news for everyone. I think a lot of, of, of people listening in Tasmania will be thrilled to have heard that. Hundred percent. That, that Tim's back. Um, yep. And by all reports, he's in good form. He's hitting him well. And hopefully, back to SEN. Hopefully. Where are you, mate? Yep, we're putting the feelers out right here. (laughs) Tim, text in if you're listening at home. (laughs) Oh, very good. Yeah, we need to get get him on the show, especially once he's um, he's back playing. Absolutely. It's exciting. Really exciting news. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps us up from from a cricket front. That's BBL and some Tasmania news. Um, What else you got for us? Well, I've got TSL. And oh, gee, yes, of course. That was a big week in the final round of the home and away season. But before we look at, at who plays in that first round of finals, um, let's, go, let's run through that team of the year that was, was announced earlier this week. Mm. So um, they, they vote on a team of the year. Um, there's, there's media, there's AFL Tasmania representatives and some others who are involved in picking that team of the year. Yep. That was announced at the back end of this week. So it's, it's a star-studded lineup. We've got some serious players. Jeevesy, if you want to chip in here with any of these names that I guess are, are familiar to you. We've got Fletcher Bennett. This is defence. We've got Fletcher Bennett, Ben Donnelly, Keegan Wiley, 
Tyler McGuinness, Alec Wright, uh, and Brad Cox Goodyear, who's the vice captain of that team. The midfield just looks absolutely cracking. We've got Alex Lee, Jack Event, Fletcher Seymour, Baxter Norton, Kieran Lovell, and the skipper, Joby Harper. Up front is Jackson Thurlow, Jordan Lane, Brody Palfreman, Sam Seekins, Colin Garland, and Jake Hines. On the bench, Eddie Cole, Sam Green, Ben Kamarik, and Josh McGuinness. So, and, and Mitch Thorpe is the coach. And that one's probably even more significant than all the other ones because the coach of the year is voted on by all the other coaches. So that's a great accolade for Mitch, who we'll be chatting with later in the show. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, very, very exciting to be selecting team of the year. Jeezy, you would have been picked in a few throughout the years? Uh, a couple of grade ones. I think maybe there was an ACA awards thing they used to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, interestingly, if you look at social media, that's that's the worst team ever selected. Uh, I love it when these sorts of things are announced and straight to Facebook and see what Aww. the comments are. And <laughs> well, it happened with <laughs> the All-Australian all this week as well. Yeah. Well, that, yeah straight away. There's always going to be, yeah. always yeah. be someone who's missed out. You can always make a case, with. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and now for finals. So that's not, not today. They're taking a break. It's, it's next week. Um, so last week, Lauderdale had to get a win to make finals, and, and win they did. Um, North Launceston nearly caught up to them on percentage following their crushing win over Glenorchy, which was 2016-136-128. So not looking good for the Pies still. They, they got off to a slow start, North Launceston, as well. I think the first quarter was, was pretty even. And then, so they've kind of done that damage in three quarters. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So that sets up an elimination final at the Twins. Um, they're not able to play at Blunston Arena, I'm told, because of uh, the Cricket World Cup preparations. So another, oh, another yeah. very exciting thing for, for our state that we're going to yep. be seeing World Cup 100%. cricket. Um, but yeah, that forces them onto the Twins. Um, the, that'll be a battle between Clarence and Lauderdale at two o'clock next mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, and the other final, which we... I'm spewing. I'm going to miss that. That'll actually be a good yeah. turnout. It will fun. be. Yeah, it's always good to catch some weekend footy. Yeah. The other final, which we knew was happening uh, for a little while, will be Launceston versus Kingborough. That's a qualifying final. Mm-hmm. So if Launceston win, they'll be straight into the big dance and that'll be played up at Utah Stadium in the north. And if Kingborough can get the win, that final will be played down south at North Hobart Oval. So yeah, I guess Kingborough will be really glad they've got this week off um, because their star players, midfielder Kieran Lovell and, and the big ruck slash, I guess, forward Jack Tomkinson, they'll get some much-needed recovery for their injuries. So mm-hmm. good for them to have a, a week off, a week in the ice baths. But, um, yeah, those involved um, across the board are going to have that well-deserved week off I'm before not, it all amps sh- up. I'm not sure the club coaches in the TSL would be happy with the week off, to be, to be fair. Like... If you're an AFL player and you've got the week off, you can be guaranteed that there's hydration and good food and appropriate preparation, strategy, game plans. TSL, maybe not so much. Are the guys on the piss this weekend? Are they I off? Don't know. Uh, do they do they take the weekend, get to Melbourne, live it up a little bit like that? That would be yeah. my concern. It's it's amateur mm. sport. Yeah, they're taking it very seriously, but um, they're young men at the same time with the weekend off. Are they are they going through the right processes? <laughs> yeah, that would be my concern. That's, that's a fair concern, but I think it would very much depend on the program that, that they're in. There's a lot of really professional programs in the TSL. Maybe you could get down to Pooh Bar tonight with the camera. And yeah, you'll yeah, we'll have a look. I'll, I'll bring the very guarantee, guarantee some young fellas right. is going to go and see I'll do a recce for you guys. I'll take the GoPro into Salamanca and report back to you good next man. week. That'd and we'll be good, see who's Great. been on it. Thank Thanks you. for um, taking that on. So, Roaming Brian Bef- down before, the <laughs> before the finals, though, um, we've got the Alistair Lynch medal tonight, which is the TSL's mm-hmm. best and fairest. The who's, other, who's the favourite there? Well, I'll run you through it in a sec, but the other best and fairest um, 
which was done earlier in this week, is media voted, and that was Sam Siggins who, who took that one home. Uh, but this one's umpire voted. And, yeah, like, I've had a look at the leaderboard. Some of the people in the running will be Sam Siggins, who won that other one. He's from Lauderdale. 27 votes. Yep. I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah. Yep. Kieran Lovell uh, yep. from Kingborough. Brad Cox Goodyear, who's from North Lonnie. He won it last year. And Launceston's Brody Palfreman. So... Yeah, some big names on that leaderboard. It'll be really interesting and it'll be obviously a wonderful night for them. And, and yeah, maybe um, hindering some of those preparations ahead of finals, just like you mm. said. So I won't be in Salamanca. Mm. I'll actually be over at that, at that function doing a roaming Brian We're yeah. reporting back to you. <laughs> Where is the function? I don't have that level of detail. Right, okay. right. Cause that, that place, you can find that out. That kind of plays a part in what, what happens after. Does it? They'd okay. be, they might be best to have that at the Brighton Racetrack just to, just to eliminate any... Movement P- to potential town. movement to town. Yeah, yeah. what would an Uber yeah. set you back from the from lots? There? Yeah, yeah lots. it's pretty good incentive not to go to town. I don't know if you yeah. if you're getting an Uber with four of you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you never know. Pull each yeah. way, mate. They will be dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Any more than twenty five <laughs> nights over. Um, and in other football news, uh, we've got the return of Bridport, so they're back. Uh, we good heard news. Tom Johnson from Seven, very talented sports reporter, broke this story mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Um, they went into recess last season, but the, the clubs declared they're going to make a return uh, for 2023. They've got a new coach, Andrew Philpot, who coached at Bracknell this year, and, and he's still leading them through a final series. Um, but yeah, the player drain was what resulted in the club folding, and um, yeah, the Seagulls, they've gone on a big recruitment drive to get new players. So very exciting. And I guess towns, towns like Bridport... Um, footy is absolutely it's a pillar to to a country town like Bridport. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely paramount that you've got good footy to go to on the weekend. Not just for the not just for the footy, but the way it brings community together. Um, so it's fantastic news there that they'll be back for next season. Yeah, that's really exciting. And um, I've got my own um, footy news for us as well. Obviously, uh, we're all going to be playing footy tomorrow. You're going to be hungover probably, <laughs> possibly off uh, off your ball tonight. But you know what? I was saying. One of the best games of um, footy I've ever played was when I was a little bit hungover because I didn't have any nerves. I just went out there and had fun. There you go. Okay. So maybe you're going to be the edge off. Um, BOG tomorrow. We I, just um, don't know. I have a, a good friend of mine who um, I won't name any names, but um, he went on a cricket tour to the Sunshine Coast earlier, like a, like a pre-season tour. And he, um, he had a big night the night before, and he reckoned he was, um, he was still a bit on it when he woke up the next morning. <laughs> and he's, um, he's walked out to open the batting, and he's hit 40 off about 16 balls oh, opening yeah. the batting. And he normally bats about six for his grade team. <laughs> he's gone out and just absolutely whacked him. So maybe there is some maybe theory that theory taking that. the edge off enhances performance, maybe for some, maybe not for others. In a, in a, in a, in a longer game like cricket, if you're, if you're sobering up mid-game... Probably well, for, not the best, especially... For what it's worth, and we've got to get to news, but uh, I scored two 99s in first-class cricket, both of them off the back of enormous nights, which yep. is fact. So <laughs> there is genuine, there is pr- genuine proof that batting, batting with a hangover provides just a little element of looseness, I think, a little if lack it, of care. So. If this has happened to you, please <laughs> yeah, text, text us in text and tell us. us. <laughs> 0437 We'll be back after this break. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie here with you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie. We've actually had a text come in for you, Jeevesy, from David saying, I think the program Jeevesy was involved in during his playing days was a lot less professional than TSL clubs these <laughs> that days. Is, no, that is wildly true. <laughs> <laughs> he said, boat races were the flavour of the times. 
Yeah, I, I was probably lucky. I think I played in, in the right era for, of cricket for my personality. We we travelled, we, we drank a bit, we played some golf, we ate good food, we played cricket, it was competitive. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as the professionalism kicked in, I, I just kind of, I, I can actually pinpoint the moment. So we got a new S&C come in, Sean Murphy's name mm. with, it was, he's now with Essendon. And in the in the post-match, you'd bowl 24 overs, hot summer's day, Mm-hmm. And you get off the ground, your feet would be cooked, you'd you know, unwind, grab a cascade draft and <laughs> slice a pizza and, uh, you know, really reflect on your day. So, yeah, first Shield game of the year, come off thinking there's a beer and a pizza on the ready and yeah. uh, I grabbed the beer out of the fridge and um, Murph scolded me. What do you think you're doing? You're a professional athlete and you got to hydrate and then you got to shower and, and I'm like, man, I'm starving. We need some food. In come these um, cucumber slices and oh. uh, hummus dips oh, no. and I just was like, I think no my way. time's up. Gee, <laughs> yeah, that's, and I think I lasted one more year. What's that, that was um, the end of me. What's that great story about about um, about Shane, Shane Warne, rest in peace, uh, that great story about him when he was doing a yoga class and he, um, he's like, righto, I'm leaving. Got his towel, folded up his yoga mat, Walked out the back of the room. I think it was John Buchanan <laughs> might have been the coach at the time. I don't know if I got my timings right, but whoever the coach was is yelling at him. Wait, come back! We've got a yoga class. Come back! He's gone. He's gone. What are you going to do? Drop me? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's kind of cricket. That's where cricket's at. If you if you're a good player, you can do whatever you, you want to what do. Want. Whatever That's you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> to flick the bird at the program. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But no, we'll be very professional tomorrow for the Recklink Community yeah, Cup. Absolutely. There'll be plenty we'll of warm-ups, be... plenty of hydration. It'll be great. I already carb-loaded last night, there you but go. I'll be doing some stretches tonight. That's very professional. I'll Two days be... in advance, carb-loading. Yeah. Wow. I've been carb-loading all year <laughs> for this moment. <laughs> For tomorrow, I've got to be honest, I'm carb ready. <laughs> Shout out to Burger Nation. <laughs> Not very bad. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, let's have a look at the SFLW. We've got the grand final on uh, tomorrow between Clarence and North Hobart. They met two weeks ago in the semi final. Yep. When Clarence got the W by four points. The D's had a slightly different path into the big dance after they lost the qualifying final, but they were able to beat Glenorchy last week and, and book their tickets. So mm-hmm. if you're a betting person, it's dead even going into the contest. They've played each other four times with each side walking away with two wins each. So that'll be very interesting. And first bounce for that is at 2.30 at North Hobart Oval. Um, Also at North Hobart Oval tomorrow, we'll have the Division 2 Grand Final at half past 12, which will see Signet face Lauderdale and the Division Division 3 at at 10.30 between New Norfolk and St. Virgil. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the big toss-up will be, what do you come watch? The second half of Signet versus Lauderdale? or the Recklink Community Cup. I know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where I'm going. Um, <laughs> Get down to Recklink. Where the, where the food vans are. And a bit of, a, a bit of, AFL, bit of AFL news for you. So we, we heard some pretty strong lines uh, from the sports minister, Nick Street. We know that mm. the, the Tasmanian state government's been putting up some really strong messaging around getting this AFL team. Well, I mean, and, and so the 27th they should. now. Yeah. We, we We've been let up the garden this. path this many times as far as the team's concerned. So, yeah, yeah they're going for the jugular. Um, What's happening with this? Like, well, why so do we think it's taking? It's it's an interesting. Why one. is it dragging out? I don't understand. Like, if it's a process, fair enough. But I mean, to, you set expectations already that we were going to have an answer by mid-August. It's now yeah. the twenty seventh. It's September next week, and there's, we don't know what the hell is really going on. Well, so the way the 
essentially it's the AFL's pitch to the club presidents as to why a Tasmanian team, so Gillan McLaughlin and all his offsiders are going to compile that pitch to put to the presidents, which is really interesting because mm-hmm. we see all this fighting with the state government and the AFL, but the AFL is the, are the ones delivering, and Gillan McLaughlin is the one delivering that pitch to the presidents as to why Tasmania should be mm-hmm. entitled to a team. So that's, that's very interesting. Anyway, Nick Street's been playing hardball. He said this week that the AFL won't have an answer on the on the renewal, uh, so the, for context, the North Melbourne and Hawthorne uh, contract talks, they mm. play a, uh, a certain number of games in Tasmania each year. Um, that contract's expired. He's putting contract talks on hold for that until the um, Tasmania gets an answer on its AFL team. And so, and yeah, so it should. Yeah, and so it should. Um, so, yeah, th- we don't know when those negotiations are actually happening. We know they've been delayed. Um, but... Yeah, so so he's not going to give them an answer before they give bottom, us an answer. I reckon you can, yeah, probably bet your bottom dollar if we don't get this team that we won't be getting. I don't, I don't know. Are why we going to get north state, and stuff no. here? They're not going to invest anymore. Why? Why should the state government yeah. continue pumping money into a competition that neglects it when it's got a competition in the NBL that is wholeheartedly embraced it? Yeah, that is where if the AFL rejects this bid, that is where Tasmanian kids of tomorrow are going to go play their sport. That is where the obvious pathway is. Um, mm. So. People who there's a lot of argument that I guess Tasmania is on the outside of this party, and they're trying to get into the AFL, and they're then they're trying to get the AFL uh, to pay for a stadium as well, and and it's looked at like that. But what the key detail missing from that is, is that Tasmania's uh, growth and and its junior players and all the all the AFL significance in the state will be pretty quickly gone if the competition continues to neglect it. I think it's a very much all or nothing kind of bid this one. So mm. it's important they get it right. And I guess we'd rather see those those meetings with the president delayed so the AFL can compile a really strong pitch rather than have it done overnight and, and have people reject it. it because we know a lot of the, the dialogue from the presidents is that they, they are uncertain because they don't have the full details. So it's, mm. it's paramount that they get those full details. Mm. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> I think everyone's I sick of it. I don't know. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Well, the last thing we've got in, in local sport, we've got a bit of a Premier Hockey wrap. So it's one more round before finals and the Northwest grads men's side has a must win. Uh, university... Despite being without Ken Johnson and Lockie Murphy, they've only lost one game in the last seven rounds. But mm-hmm. um, their two-all draw to Canterbury last week means they'll likely finish in third. They could push for second. And they'll face Derwent in the last regular game of the season. So let's have a look at this weekend's men's fixtures. At midday today, University will face Derwent. Uh, the students are underdogs, but I guess that, w- that result won't really affect finals too much, like I say. At half past one, the Diamondbacks will face the Grads. The Grads need that win to play finals. And at three o'clock, it'll be Canterbury and OHA in a 2v4 clash on the ladder. In the women's, uh, win, lose or draw, the Diamondbacks are going to stay in that fourth position and they'll face the Northwest Grads who could potentially play in the finals. And as we look around the grounds in the women's, it's a mirror fixture. Uni will play Derwent with Derwent uh, tipped to win that one comfortably. Uni are last on the ladder. And in the afternoon, it'll be the Northwest Grads and the Diamondbacks. And then at 4.30, Canterbury and Uni with Canterbury going into that one as, as slight favourites. And there's a bit of international hockey news coming out for, for Tasmania this week. So international hockey will be making a return to Tasmania for the first time in three years. The Hockey cool. Roos and the Kookaburras will play four doubleheaders in February and March against uh, Spain, Argentina and the USA. So That's cool. It's really cool because... T- um, you know, Tassie, Tassie um, hockey fanatics will get a chance to see their local yeah, that's heroes. Awesome. Like, uh, like Eddie Ockenden and, and come yeah, get cool. to see them at home. So the last time we had hockey in Tasmania was three years ago when Australia hosted Germany in Hobart. So that's great yeah. to see that make a return. And 
that wraps up all our, our local sporting news. How exciting. Thanks, Bailey. Bloody legend. Nice work, Bales. Wrapped it as all ever? up for us. Yeah. In a nice little bow. Now I know all my news <laughs> and I don't have to go anywhere. Thank you. That's uh, that's uh, our uh, our new segment with Bailey. What a legend. Thanks so much again for joining us. Um, we'll be back after a short break. And then I want to get uh, thoughts around the preliminary finals. Obviously, we're inching, inching closer to this and really want to find out uh, who we're all tipping and, and why. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 555. Inching on closer to nine o'clock this morning. Holly Fowl and Brett Jeeves with you here. Bailey's, uh, Bailey's left us. He's got a, a big day ahead of him as well. Um, but before, we're going to chat about the prelim final shortly, but I want to get your thoughts. I know you spoke with Flash yesterday because you filled in on uh, on Jack and Flash Um and you guys were chatting about the AFL uh, AFL bid. What do you think is the hold up? Like, what do you do? You feel good about this? Bad about this? Like, uh, it's hard to. It's, it is really hard to feel good about it, given the the long time neglect of the state. So the longer it drags on, the the more anxiety around it, I suppose. Um, the the more opportunity like for for negative thoughts. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just hope that it's it's dragging on because the AFL and the, and the Tasmanian yeah. government are just getting it. Getting it right. Excuse me. Um, yeah, just just trying to get it right. Um, you know, to ensure that when when they put it forward to the club presidents, that um, that it's hard to say no to. I mean, mm. I, I think we know heading into the vote that the Gold Coast and Collingwood, uh, Jeff Brown, Tom Cochran, have both be, both been you know quite vocal pu- publicly around their um, lack of support for it. I saw. Mm. A bizarre comment, you know. If you want to, if you want to get to the heart of of someone, you know, you, you in, in terms of an argument, you produce a small puppy or a child. Uh, Jeff Brown, you know, produced the AFLW women's competition as a reason as to why this license uh, shouldn't happen because any money that goes into the AFL license will only be to the detriment of the growth of the AFLW competition. Um, to me, that's just a you know, it's a bizarre thing to to to, to yeah, stump up, you know, given. That. Given the amount of money that's been blown in, in on the Gold Coast and uh, forming the GWS, um, I just think you know, T- Tassie's a heartland. People will get behind this, you yeah. know. The, and like we've spoken about, the, the people I speak to all say that they'll hold dual memberships. So yeah. yeah, I'm a Hawthorne supporter, but I'm I'm buying that Tassie jumper and I'm yeah, bringing my kids to every single game. Yeah, because this is what we've been we, we, we've been wanting for. this forever. You know, my kids might dump the Hawks in Richmond and Richmond and, and go for Tassie. You know, yeah. long term that that's what you want, this generation coming through like the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, um 100%. we've now got a generation of, of Jack Jumpers coming through yeah. wanting to play, wanting to support, so buying the merch. Um this license isn't about the first five years, it's about what comes beyond that. Yeah. Um so you know hope, hope hopefully the presidents, you know, are seeing it with with, with the same sort of view that we deserve it. Um, this has been a long time coming. We are a heartland. Uh, yeah. We tune in. We, we the government's given themselves to the AFL as far as games and sponsorship and support. Yeah. Now it's time for us to be rewarded on yeah. that front. Hundred percent. Well said. We're going to go to a short break, and we'll be back after this. I'm going to chat to you a little bit about. I guess I kind of want your your tips on what you think might happen in in the preliminary well, after, finals. I'm after we to spoke to Brendan Brendan Bolton yesterday, yeah. I'm up the pies. Yeah, I'm on the right. pies. I can't believe it, but okay, I'm on the pies. I need to hear about this. <laughs> Let's go to a short break. And we'll be back after this. 
live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you here this morning. I want to chat a little bit about the preliminary finals chat. Let's do a bit of an update around this for HCI Healthcare Insurance for Easy Health Insurance. Say hi to HCI. The first game we're going to have is Thursday the 1st of September Lions versus Richmond. Then on the Friday Melbourne Swans. Then Saturday Cats Collingwood. And then uh, later Saturday afternoon Dockers and Bulldogs. So you're, you're, on, you're on the Pies train at the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, we spoke to um, we spoke to Brendan Bolton um, yesterday with, uh, with Flash and I filled in, filled in for Jack with my mic's off. Sorry you there, Holly. Holly. I cannot believe it. I did that. I put on, uh, I put on Bailey's headset, and I'm talking away to you, and nothing's happening. And poor Ethan, the producer's oh, yelling at us. It's like, okay. What have I done? And you're hitting the buttons. I'm like, what Completely is going much. on? Sorry, here? everyone that was listening. I, uh, I had the wrong headset on. That's fine. Um, so yeah, we uh, we spoke to Brendan Bolton yesterday, who I worked with 20 years ago. I was a teacher's aide at yeah. Rosetta High School, and he was uh, first or second year out of uni, and um, he just was a bookworm, always studying, always. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did his teaching degree, and I was young and naive. I just assumed that once you got your degree, you were a teacher for life. That was it. He was going to be at Rosetta forever. Yeah. Um, but he was always trying to advance, and I think he was doing a um, uh, a biomechanics course, and then he was doing some AFL wow. coaching stuff. He was always kind of studying in Stump- and, something, learning. And everyone yeah. his age in that in that group at the school, you know, we we're all carrying on and talking about the weekends. And he was always, you know, truly focused. And um, I always really admired that. He was always, you know, so ambitious and dreaming towards the, the moment that he's in now. This is what he's always wanted. So, cool. so that that's yeah. a real success story. I love that. Um, so we spoke a bit about that with with Bolts yesterday, and a bit about the pies, and mm. um, it's just a cool story. Just straight, you know, the straight Brendan piece out of Tassie. Um, yeah. He's living his dream, and it's, it's so awesome. cool. So you know, I am really hopeful that the pies can can go deep um, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd, you'd think I'm, I'm not sure what what you see, but the. The, the Brisbane story over the last couple of weeks, the way that, that the, the Melbourne sledging scenario looks like it's been flipped back on Melbourne as the mm. instigators, um, you, you wonder what sort of mindset that the Lions will be in um, heading into this preliminary final. If yeah. anything, the break is a blessing for them. I think so. Give, yeah. them, give them a couple of weeks just to reset and yeah. um, you know talk about point. maybe some of those antics that have been going on. Zorko's want for physicality. Um, because when, when they play footy, they're, they're very difficult to beat. They move the ball well. It's a strong midfield. They've got mm-hmm. nice big key pillars up forward. Uh, pretty st- pretty steady in defence with Harrison and Andrews and um, and uh, and that defensive crew. So, um, yeah, hopefully the break serves them well. But, I mean, the Tigers, are, they're just the final specialists. They, you know, you know that they've, they've got the goods. Oh, they are. I just get this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just getting this feeling that we could have a, a Geelong Collingwood grand final. Are they on the right side of the draw? I don't know. But I'm can just... it happen? Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be big. It'd be massive. The challenge for the Cats is: do they get that first final in GM HBA Stadium? In... I think I'm getting that feeling because I want to see them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if 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 Geelong don't get any finals at at Cadinia Park. Um, I'm not sure they play the MCG as well as mm. um, 
as they do now. Well, yeah, that, that first final was at the MCG, so yeah, right, which helps Collingwood bigger ground, uh, yeah. a little bit more space to run. So, um, super exciting. Finals footy is what it's about. Oh, it's the best. I'm so excited. Well, I'm going to be overseas, but I'll be tuning in somewhere and probably in the middle of the night. You'll find an Aussie bar, <laughs> whatever. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly right, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, we're going to go to a short break, and after this, we're going to we're going to have a chat about Recklink tomorrow. We're going to chat with Kane Young. I'm super excited to to have a bit of a yarn with him about what we can expect for the game tomorrow, and hopefully, um, hopefully, Mike get a few tips off him too because I probably need it. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 Five past nine, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you here this morning on Saturdays in Tassie. Kindly joined by Kane Young from Recklink. Thank you so much for joining us, Kane. No worries, guys. We are, we're pumped about tomorrow. Tell us what we can expect. I'm very excited. Well, you should be excited. It's going to be a massive day. The weather's looking fantastic for it. You're going to be, you know, you're, you're going to be in amongst it, Holly, uh, in amongst a fairly average game of football. Um, <laughs> but you will get to see some great live music as well. You'll get to... Uh, have some nice food, have some nice beverages, have just a, a great day for the whole family, really. Yeah. Kane's, Kane's actually the coach of the Ramona's teams, but mm-hmm. been involved in the you know, being the spiritual leader of the side. Um, Kane, t- tell, us, tell us a bit about your involvement uh, across the Ramona's team and how, how the Reckling Community Cup came to be again in Hobart after, uh, after a, little, a little period out. Uh, well, I don't know how it started in Hobart in the first place, to be honest. Um, I kind of got roped in in the first place. Uh, that obviously, the event had been going uh, in Melbourne and uh, in some other states for, for quite some time. It's uh, obviously huge in, in Melbourne. And uh, they were expanding across Australia, uh, decided to come to Hobart. Somebody knew somebody who knew me and thought I might know some other people in the media. So I kind of got roped in uh, as the captain of the Ramonas in the first place. Um, and since then, um, my body's pretty much completely fallen apart. And so uh, now I just uh, get to sit on the bench and drink beer. Which seems a lame excuse, Kane, because every other member of the, of the game, their bodies have fallen apart too. Um, so you, you need to get some game time tomorrow, please. Well, this is true, Brett, but uh, I'm the coach, so I've, I, can, uh, <laughs> I can wuss out if I want power play <laughs> oh it's fantastic and obviously you both um you both work for Recklink and do great work in the community much like obviously the the footy game tomorrow for those listeners that don't know about what Recklink does here in Tassie could you give us a little bit about how important it really is for for especially for Tasmanian kids um events like this coming together and and what it's really all about well, when, when we first started uh, the Hobart game in 2016, uh, Reckling didn't have uh, much of a presence in Tassie, really. And so when we said we were playing a charity match to raise money for Reckling, people were like, oh, what, what's Reckling? But mm-hmm. since then, um, the organisation has really grown in, in Tasmania and employs you know three or four people now delivering all sorts of programs for... Uh, both kids, um, so there's a lot of uh, school programs, get them out playing footy, basketball, soccer, cricket, whatever else. Uh, learn to swim programs for migrants, things like that. Um, mm. But Reclink originally, 
and, and it, I guess its main purpose is providing opportunities for people in the community who have become a bit isolated and, and a bit uh, uh, separated from society. So whether it's drug abuse or alcoholism, could be mental health reasons, financial reasons, mm -hmm. for, for a whole bunch of reasons, people uh, can find themselves on the outer a little bit and, and RecLink works really hard to, to give those people opportunities through sport and the arts to, to re-engage with, uh, with society and, and you know, meet some new people and, and get out there and, and, uh, and live life a bit. Well, Kane, that's, that's a magnificent answer because mm. um, I'm, I'm the RecLink employee and, of course, you're, you're, you're the coach <laughs> of, of the Ramonas. So I was a little fearful when, uh, when Holly asked you that question that, um, <laughs> that, that you wouldn't answer it that well. But uh, you've done yeah, – yeah, you've answered that, that perfectly. Um, I guess, looking back over the last couple of years, what, what, what sort of figures have been raised from the game? Well, I know last year um, was, was uh, definitely the biggest and best event we've had so far. Um, after the pandemic and, and lockdowns, everyone was keen to, to get out and, and get amongst it last year, and we had mm. a big crowd, uh, a big thirsty crowd, I might add, um, <laughs> and raised... I think uh, we raised over fourteen thousand dollars last year, awesome. um, which is a pretty good effort. But we're very keen to eclipse that this year uh, at, at tomorrow's game and, and raise even more money for Reckling. Yeah, and you you touched on the football maybe not being the focus. It is a reasonable standard. There's some some nice <laughs> players out there, um, so so the standard maybe isn't as bad as you've alluded to. But certainly the the appeal is in the food vans, uh, the live music. Um, and catching some rays at at at, oh, uh, at Queenborough be, I Oval. I mean, we were down there yesterday getting a few. It was beautiful. Grounds taken. Good Nick. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Wasn't it? So it was what what are, what are some of the food vans? Who are the who are the live music acts? What what can people expect on the day? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the standard of football, as you said, like we we do talk it down and, and you know sort of bill it as fairly average football and good live music, um, but. <laughs> We have been told uh, by RecLink uh, mainland staff who travel around the country and go to every game that ours is actually the best standard across the hey, country. Hey, there um, you go. I mean, they probably probably say that to everyone. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I think I think what Possibly. helped was <laughs> it's not that bad. And there is, as as you are aware, Brett, there is some really quite good players on both teams. Um, and then, you know, you've got your fairly average players that drag down the, aver the, the standard uh, overall. Um, but beyond what happens on the field, it's all about off the field. So yeah. live music has always been a, a massive part of the Recklink Community Cup. This year we've got, I believe, Seth Henderson, um, you know, local legend singer-songwriter performing before the game. Then we've got uh, Gas... Uh, no, not Gas Thief. We've got... Uh, Dead City Ruins from Melbourne playing at half time. Now they supported awesome. Kiss last week. Wow. Um, so they're kind of becoming a big deal. Uh, and then after the game, we've got uh, local band Gas Thief playing. Now all of those guys are actually playing in the match as well. So yep. uh, I think they've got to go and <laughs> do awesome. their sound check at three quarter time and then oh uh, get straight up on, on stage <laughs> after the final siren goes. So it's a, a big oh. day for those guys. That's and so fantastic. last year, Kane uh, Luca Brasi played in the game and also um, did a did a similar thing. Played after the game or at uh, during one of the breaks, and that they've gone in the, on onto on huge things um, on the music scene. 
Yeah, well, that was that was a couple of years ago now, I think. Mm. Um, but they, you know, they've they've been a great example of uh, of guys that have really supported the event over the years, um, despite you know touring around the the country and overseas and stuff. They've they've helped out, and um, hopefully, it could be a, a bit of a platform for some other local bands to to help get their name out there and. Uh, because obviously, you know, the last couple of years, it's been harder to get bands from interstate because of travel restrictions and what have you. Um, but we have had a, a solid lineup of, of, of visiting bands uh, over the last few years as well. So it's a good mix of local talent and uh, established sort of mainland acts. Um, and beyond that, yeah, you've got your food trucks. We have a, uh, a number of uh, sponsors who have provided us with plenty, plenty of product to uh, put over the bar. Um, awesome. Yeah, a range of, you know, meat and vego and vegan options uh, available um, and heaps of pies and beer. Beautiful. Can't, cannot go wrong. Can't go on, wrong. On, you cannot go wrong if you come to the Reckling Community Cup game tomorrow. One o'clock start. Gate uh, gate opens at 12. Yep. Um, $8 entry, Kane, or $12 entry? I think it's uh, 8 for older kids. 12 for adults, free for younger kids. So awesome. um, it's, it's not a massive cost for a good day out. You, you know, it's fun for the whole family. Kids can get on the ground and have a kick, um, listen to some music, watch, uh, you know, some, some fairly average role models on the field. Um, <laughs> Go easy. It's a fantastic day. <laughs> and re- really, well, really important, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Really, really importantly, it is Reckling's um, major fundraiser for, for Tasmania. Um, so, you know, all, all, all proceeds go to uh, go to Recklink, which, as Kane said, um, gives us the opportunity to, to support um, you know, regional schools and yeah. uh, those disadvantaged by um, all the all the things that Kane mentioned before. So, uh, all, all that money goes to goes to a great cause, and uh, it'll be a great day. Thanks so much for your individual support. Kane, your 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 work certainly goes a long way to, to helping us on the day, and um, look forward to uh, starting out the goal square tomorrow, Coach. Please, <laughs> mate. I, to, to, I actually last I spent a lot of time last night moving magnets around the board, um, Brett. And where have you got us? Your did land at full forward. Well, oh, that's good. Oh, I was going to say because it, whilst it's a fundraiser and I'm an employee of Recklink, if I start down back, I'm going home. That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> We see Holly, Where? Brett has demanded to play in the goal square and only the goal square. Purely, yeah, yeah, exclusive. Uh, he doesn't, uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to put a lot of miles on the legs. He just wants to, you know, get it done, kick goals, that's it. I love it. And where have you put me on the field? I'm interested. Forward pocket, surely. Well, I'm open to, uh, I'm open to suggestions, Holly. Where would you like to play? Look, I've, all, I've played up forward. Shout out uh, Div 2, North Hobart. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a runner. I'm not uh, probably not the one to to lay the most tackles. I'm quite small, but um, uh, <laughs> so I'm it happy for you like to a, a forward right. combination. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think I think Jeevesy and I up forward will uh, will will uh, will get it done up there. I we, we will wreak havoc with no tackles. I mean, you obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but you work well together. You're a good unit. I think uh, it'd be silly to uh, to separate you. 
All yep. right, sounds yep. good, Coach. We look forward to it. Thank you very <laughs> Thanks, much, Coach. Kane. Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, we'll be, uh, we're both going to be on our, our best behaviours today, ready to go for tomorrow. I'll be, um, I'll be stretching. I've started my carb loading already, and I'm, I'm in there ready to win. So, um, go Ramona's, of course, as well. We are, uh, we hopefully we'll take go out the win. <laughs> Thanks very yeah. much, Kane. We'll be yeah, back well, after we a short break. Awesome. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. You're a legend. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. On Saturdays in Tassie, hot or not. Hot or not, my favourite segment for Heart Sports Drinks. Heart Sports Drinks, fueling Tassie Sport, on sale now and available at your favourite local store. Jeevesy, Geelong, Collingwood, GF, hot or not? I'm going to say not because I, no. I'm not sure it can happen. I just don't think the, the draw... Who do you think is going to... Like the, the grand, grand Melbourne final. Geelong. You think Melbourne yeah, Geelong? Yeah, I think Melbourne Geelong seem... We spoke about this with Flash yesterday and outside of the top four, there aren't any teams that we identified could win it. Frio, maybe. Mm. The the, the, dual, the, the dual dogs. <laughs> the Bulldogs. If they go on a, on a fairy tale run, I mean, no, they've got the list for it. They've got the goal kickers in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Melbourne and Geelong look, look to be the two clear um, better teams. And then there's kind of that second tier. Um, yeah. Sydney and Collingwood are both playing good footy. Mm-hmm. Can that uh, can that equate to good finals footy? Quite young lists, um, and then the rest are, are, are kind of playing for Phil. Really, yeah, you? I'm what so, do you I'm think? I'm so excited. I I do think Collingwood obviously is going to be in there. Um, I'm just pumped. I'm just so pumped for finals footy. Yeah. I'm spewing that I'm going to be out of the country. I'm going to have to be uh, be up at all sorts of hours in the morning to watch, but I definitely will be watching. You will make it work. Now, I've got one for you. Hot mm-hmm. or not, Tim Payne to return to domestic cricket. Hot. I'm so excited. It's hot. Um, Damn hot. <laughs> these buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm so excited for um, to see Tim Payne uh, possibly return back to cricket. I think... Um, so many fans in, in Tassie that will be um, pumped to see him back. So, no, it's awesome. Um, next one for you, uh, 19th licence. Uh, this delay, what's happening? Is it going to happen hot or not? Uh, well, the licence itself is hot. And yeah. it's, uh, it's a talking Real point. Hot. We've, we've been... shorts. I can cook things in it. <laughs> not heard that one before. I haven't heard that one Producer yet. Ethan's coming up with all the, all the goods. Um, yeah, it's... It's got to happen, and really importantly, I I hope that the presidents and 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 uh, the big dogs at, at AFL House understand the impo- the importance of this going through for football in Tasmania. If it doesn't happen, they they need to be very aware that the football could well die here in yeah. the state. Uh, there've been so many teams fall off the radar. Uh, Across the last decade, regional teams in particular, junior participation, I know in the northern suburbs, here in Hobart is, is down, basketball's a winner, there's a, a direct correlation between the, uh, the two figures. If we don't get this licence and, and the Hawthorne and North Melbourne deals aren't renegotiated, it's over. It's all over. So it, over, could be yeah. a, it could be a, a real concern for, for, um, mm. for footy here in Tassie. Mm, we'll see where we go. Uh 
Another one, hot or not for you, uh, Jeevesy. I've put Jeevesy to kick three tomorrow on the rundown. Hot uh, or not? Look, not hot. Unfortunately, <laughs> 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 it is not hot. I, uh, whilst I talk a good game, I think I've kicked one goal in this Community <laughs> Cup match across three appearances. Um, as a forward, I need good delivery. I need the ball to be handed yeah. to me on a platter. And uh, this game calls for, for contested ball. It's pretty scrappy. The skills aren't of the greatest level. And I'm not so good at winning my own ball. So, um, yeah, Mate, not hot for me to kick three Maybe tomorrow. I can rove around a little bit, try and get the ball, try and get it to you up forward, and we'll, we'll have a nice little setup. I did, I did kick a goal that... that um, that made it to YouTube and uh, you? got some views. Yeah, Wait, what? from I the pocket, I'll show you. It's uh, it's it's not a bad one. Oh my god! It's, okay, maybe we need so to put we'll... this up on the on the Twitter. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, we might have to float that one. I'm more than happy for that one to be floated <laughs> out there. Uh, Amazing. Hot or not for you, Holly, to get in a bit of biff tomorrow. Look, it could happen. You know. Wow, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> You've got a little spark in you, have you? I would never have picked that. Really? It's no. always the quiet ones, isn't it? Yes. Well, I'm not very quiet, but um, no, I do get a little bit of white line fever when I'm um, a bit good. Excited. I'm very competitive. You and I might be a good combination up I forward. Was, I was saying, I was that kid. I was saying to Bailey before. I think I was that kid at school that thought that that sport was like the Olympics, and I always had to win. And I was just, a, you know. Wrap, uh, th- showing everyone my ribbons at the swimming carnival. <laughs> I was that kid. Look, so just keep in mind tomorrow it's a charity game. Yeah, so I know let's it's not go charity. too far. Let's not. Yeah, it's all about the cause. But you know, if I can win, I would prefer. There was a bit of biff last year. There was, was a, there? a little altercation that um, oh, there was boy. a tackle that maybe got a, a bit too hard. Yeah, right. Some words were said, and mm, um, yeah, it, it, look, it happens. It's a competitive game, and yeah. This is a competitive game. Like Kane said, the Musos um, have, have had it over the media team for, yeah. um, for for many years. So much so, last year, the umpires um, gave the Ramonas like four free kicks from the goal square just to get the game back to being semi-competitive, <laughs> <laughs> which was upsetting for the poor Musos. And then... And then and then the ball went back to the middle. We mm. we won it out, kicked the goal, hit the lead uh, on our own terms, and uh, yep. yeah, they were fuming. <laughs> they ended up winning. It's amazing. End, so. Look, it's a charity game. I'm I'm well it's aware. Good fun. It's really important um, and an amazing cause. But you know, if we can win, we we need to win. We need to win. That's uh, what I think. I'm of the Ramones. <laughs> Last one for you, Walter Brown, um, to join the Jack Jumpers. Hot or not? Hot. He uh, he sounds a prospect. Yeah. Yep. And it's. Uh, it's cool that they've they've finalised their list. I, I I love the idea of the uh, of, of the talent development program. So uh, a bit of an open showcase. Um, mm. Where where I'd love to see that go is for that to be uh, exclusive to uh, the locals of the region. So if it's uh, Melbourne United that, as an example, mm-hmm. they would get a region of Victoria that they would operate across a little bit like the football academies. Um, and those those three prospects or those three talent-identified players would come from those regions. So the Jack Jumpers, we would get all of Tasmania and those three those last three spots mm. would go to Tasmanian pathway players. Um, same with Perth, Brisbane, etc. So yeah. uh, hopefully the NBL are, uh, are on to that one because you know Tassie is, with this generation coming through, they're going to produce some talented players. Yeah. Uh, basketball Taz have got some great programs, good coaches. Um in the next 15 years, we're, we're going to be producing some basketballs. Yep, pretty awesome. I oh, can't wait. October 3rd, first home game, I'll be there. And I, now I'm just – now that we were lucky enough to actually just have a uh, – just a normal chat with Scott Roth the other night, 
I, I just am such a fan. I'm still like, excited by that chat. Me too. He's just <laughs> so, pretty special. He's so cool. Yeah. He is just he's the lovely loveliest, man. loveliest man. Um, and I just want to see them and, and him do so well. So, um, yeah, can't wait for this season. It's going to be awesome. Can't can't say this enough. You know, the the Jack Jumbers and Scott Roth, they, they epitomise what Tasmania is about. They're, yeah. they're humble, um, passionate. Um, and, and to see Scott's emotion um, at the back end of last year and, yeah. you know, when you spoke to him um, uh, the other night, you know, he, he was talking about home. Um, and, and how important it is to him, and he got a yeah. bit emotional again. I know. And yeah. It's uh, it's great. It's so real. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think that, that that aligns really strongly to the Tasmanian people. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, just absolutely cannot wait. Um, if you like, I said, yeah, for tomorrow, get down, support the Community Cup. Um, Jeeves and I will be there. It's definitely uh, the most hot, I think, on a hot or not list today. Um, we're going to go to news now. After that, we'll have a chat with Mitch Thorpe, who's the Launceston Blues coach. We're really excited to chat with him about uh, Lonnie and the TSL. So we'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. 9.30 this morning, Holly Fallon, Brett Jeeves with you here. Saturdays in Tasley, kindly joined by Mitch Thorpe, our Launceston coach. Welcome, Mitch. Thanks for joining the show. Morning, Holly. How are you going? Yes, very, very good. Where are you Where are you calling from this morning? Where about are you? Where am I? I'm at Elfin Sports Centre in Tassie in Launceston with my daughter Lovely. for basketball. Oh, just as we're <laughs> See, talking basket- about basketball basketball's all morning. hot. So was your your daughter, was she playing basketball before the Jack Jumpers or was she got she got excited about the, the Ant Army? Uh, a little bit of both. She did start beforehand, but she certainly tuned in the back half of last season. So it definitely oh. got everyone excited down here. Oh, awesome. And I know um, Jeeves' kids play basketball as well, and it's just brought such an excitement um, for the kids. We were just chatting a little bit earlier on the show about it. But um, the reason we have you here, obviously, Lonnie making finals. We're so excited um, for you. Tell us a little bit about what happens now, a bit of a break, and then um, and then obviously it's it's game time. So, so what's happening in this little break? Um, what does it look like for you guys? Yeah, we're using this buy period to regenerate a little bit. I mean, it's, it's been a lengthy season. Uh, we've been fortunate um, to have a quite a successful home and away season and finish on top of the ladder and qualify for a home final. So we've had uh, two moderate sessions this week and the boys have got the weekend off to spend with their families and partners and all that sort of stuff. And uh, our main session will be Monday and we'll we'll have some Ks into the boys on Monday night and, and look forward to our first home final against Kingborough uh, at Windsor Park. Mm. Thorpe, we we joked earlier in the show that that as a as a coach of a TSL team, there there could be some concern around giving the boys the weekend off and them uh, heading to Melbourne and, and really having a having a proper crack of it. Is that is that a concern for for you, or have you got a pretty mature group that that understand that uh, that the hard work's about to start? Oh, they're pretty mature, mate. We've been together for a little while now, and uh, we've been, yeah. as I said, fortunate to win the last two premierships and. Um, the boys know what's ahead of them and I think to be honest the majority are keen to get away and have a pretty low key weekend and um, put the feet up because uh, as you say the the whips start cracking now and um, we've got a big game next week and so you've got you've got Kingborough coming up um, is is there a chance of over preparing for this game as so I many as far as you know reviewing the footage and, and, and looking too deeply into, into how Kingborough go about it. Is, is that a fear or have, do you feel like you've got your preparation right so far? 
That's a really good question, actually. And I sometimes, personally, as the coach, I need to self-regulate and and not, uh, you know, go into too many numbers and stats and all of those sorts of things. We've had um, a strong year to date, and I think sometimes when finals comes around, we we can overanalyze and overthink, and um, that may tighten the boys up. I mean, last season we we actually lost the first final um, after having a dominant year, so we're looking to learn from some of those uh, things that we did not so well last season. Um, in, in implement next weekend. And Mitch, I'm, I'm interested in your, your individual coaching aspirations. I mean, you, you were drafted as a young fellow to the Hawks and, um, you know, obviously as a, as, a, as a player, your aspiration was to you know, play at the highest level and, 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 and stick to the AFL for as long as you could. Coming back into, into Tassie and being a coach and you've had such a successful run, is this, is this something that you're looking to pursue long term? Yeah, I think so, and I think you're pretty kind to me there. I certainly didn't make the most of my, my playing career, and um, footy's a funny game. I sort of fell into coaching and have now been doing it for, for 10 years, um, and I'm still only 33. So, um, as I said, I've got a couple of young kids, a nine- and eight-year-old that are settled at school. So, uh, at the moment, really enjoying my time at Lonnie, but certainly I've got aspirations to progress um, my coaching, uh, whether that's within this state or, or outside of Tassie at some point. And you, you you were you were drafted as a as a young man. I think you were eighteen. Uh, drafted in inside the top ten. T- tell us a bit about that experience as a young man. You know, moving away from home, away from your support network. How how hard was that? Yeah, I was certainly a challenging period. I got drafted as a seventeen year old. Um, seventeen, yep. A country town down here in in, in Tassie, and um, yeah, a town of six hundred people, and moving to Glenferry Road in in. Uh, in Victoria, it was a bit of an eye-opener, but I certainly was quite quite immature at, at that point. And, um, you know, when you, you only spend three years on an AFL list, you know, being drafted at pick six, um, you certainly get the short back and sides. And I'm hoping, you know, post that period, I've certainly matured a lot. And um, the coaching has been great for me because it's been, it's allowed me to work with a broad demographic of young men that have got, you know, issues in their life and the mentoring role mm. that that has for me is really stimulating. Yeah, and I was I was actually going to make that point. I wouldn't downplay that experience and and, and the impact it can have uh, for you as a coach. You know, I think sometimes the best coaches are, are the guys that have you know got those lived experiences that 100%. it hasn't worked mm. the way you wanted, and, and you know you're you're mature enough now to, to to be able to look back and reflect on the reasons why using that to help young people is is really powerful. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and I'm really open with with that experience. Um, yeah, at Hawthorne, and, and it's certainly uh, actually been relatively useful in my coaching, particularly early days, and uh, now I've been doing it for a little while. There's a lot of talented guys that we've had come through our club that are now starting to get drafted, which you know, I can give them some really sound advice on, on what to do and certainly what not to do. And so lo- looking forward to next week, what, what is it about Kingborough that you need to be concerned about? Um, they're, they're actually a really big site. Um, they're... they're, they're opposite to us they've got a lot of um you know six foot five guys that are strong in the air and um if you allow them to take contested marks they can hit the scoreboard they've probably um got the best accumulator um kieran lovell who's also spent some time on hawthorne's mm-hmm. list um you know last last time we played he had 46 disposals against wow. us um so he's a he's a very he's a very strong midfielder down here and um but both midfield groups do do shape up quite well together so to answer your question we need to make sure that um, we bring the ball to ground and, and halve the contest as strong as we can to 
to to stop and deny their contested marking. Um, if we can do that, that'll go a long way to winning the game. You might you might just uh, have to accidentally leave the sprinklers on Friday night. Make sure the <laughs> turf's a little wet. <laughs> might be the way to go. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny you say that. They're actually quite good uh, contested marks on their chest as well, so that might actually backfire a fraction if we, uh, <laughs> if we go down that path. But no. I, th- I think, mate, given given the year you've had, just um, back yourselves in to play your brand, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm confident that, uh, that you'll find yourselves in the grand final. Absolutely. Touch wood. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. And, we, you know, to make three grand finals in a row would be something we're all really proud of. But um, we're not getting too far ahead of ourselves just yet. We're looking forward to next week before we even think mm. about that. Yeah, 100%. But um, before we go, Jeeves and I have been chatting a little bit about earlier around the Tassie AFL bid, um, where we're at this with this and obviously a bit of a hold-up um, given that we were supposed to sort of have an answer. We thought we were going to have an answer um, mid-August. And I'd be interested to hear, um, obviously, you've been – around football in the state for a long time and it's um, obviously important to you and, you know, how, how important do you think it is that we do get this team and, um, you know, what would it mean to you and, and particularly even um, men that you see coming through the ranks or um, that you might even be coaching to have, um, you know, a real opportunity in this state to stay here and, and go to the next level? <laughs> how long have we got? Oh, to answer your question, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. a huge advocate for it. Um, I think it's it's an absolute no-brainer. We've only got to look at what has happened with the Jack Jumpers, and I'm really passionate mm. about it because I've got kids in the demographic that want to play footy, yeah. Um, yeah. and they want to play footy in Tasmania. And I think we need mm. to appeal to, you know, the next generation and and the future stakeholders of our game and um, the groundswell of support that it would get locally, but also around Australia. I think would be undeniable and. Um, mm it would really round out the AFL competition. So, I mean, we're very fortunate to have um, people down here that are really pushing it um, hard and I'm really hoping it gets over the line because without it, um, sports like soccer and basketball may end up being um, you know, the mm. first choice sports in Tassie, which would be really sad given that we're a state that has been traditionally AFL um, you know, for 50 years or even longer. Yeah. No, 100%. We couldn't agree more. Mitch, thank you so much for your time. Um, We are super pumped for you. Best of luck next week, and thanks for joining us here in Tassie on the show. Thanks, Mitch. Awesome to chat, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Mitch. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app, this is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you here this morning. Uh, I want to chat a little bit about uh, the comments being made um, from our mate Tony Cochran. <laughs> Life is a highway for Tom Cochran. <laughs> um, obviously, Isaac Rankin, um, the Suns have learned that he uh, intends on getting back to his home state in Adelaide for the Crows and has reportedly been offered a five-year deal worth $4 million bucks. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You know, because um, previous to this, I used to work at WSM and worked in Isaac's management team when he uh. was still sort of like developing. He wasn't, he hadn't, and I remember um, Demetrius Paris, who was my boss at the time, was like, this This kid's going to be really good. Like, well, he, he was pick one. Yes, he was unbelievable. Was he pick one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah unbelievable. We got him before, um, yeah. and and yeah, we were just, we were all excited mm. about him. Um and, yeah, I, I love watching him play now. I'm 
yeah, now that I, I guess I was part of the team then and could see, I guess, his growth and, um, since then is, is awesome. So, um, yeah, Tony Cochran's come out and has said his teammates felt like they were all in this together and there's a lot of disappointed people at Gold Coast following Rankin's um, move, including his teammates. Like, But this is just... Like, can you be happy for him that he, if he wants to get back <laughs> yeah. to his home state? I know it's it's disappointing and it's a blow to the club um, because you know they selected him. Yep. Um, but like, a, you know, you can't blame someone for wanting to get back home. Um, and think, if, and if think, the offers on the table for him, like, I think more importantly, he's got eight hundred thousand reasons to want to get home, and yeah. you know, for Tony not to identify with that that $800,000 is a lot of money per yeah. year and I saw a comment that um, that there was some concern around who was guiding Isaac well mm. the right people are guiding him someone offers mm. you $800,000 a year you take it mm. um, you know and, and, and so the concern is about what does that do to the expectation of you as a player who cares you've got $800,000 mm. <laughs> It's you know, the aim of the game for these professional footballers is to cash in. You know, the, well, it's a job at the end of the day. Yeah, I yeah. mean the the average the average lifespan of a professional athlete is not it's not a long time. It's not a long time. Yeah. So he and hopefully the people guiding him are smart and will give him ninety grand a year to live off, and he can bank the rest of it. Yeah, and and that that's almost generational wealth. Mm. You know, if if you invest that the right way finds the right property and, and goes to the bank with the rest of it, his kids and their kids, they're, they're, they're all going to be okay, mm. should be okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't disagree more with, with, with the sentiment that he's been poorly guided mm. and that, um, you know, he kind of owes the club. Um, I don't agree it's with just that not, whatsoever, it's just, yeah. It's not quite how it works in, in, the, in, in the modern day. Loyalty isn't there and, and, and that isn't, it's also not reciprocated from the clubs to the players as well. If they can move a player and get good return, they'll do it in a heartbeat. Mm. And, and it's not at the level like it is in the NBA where um, uh, clubs in the NBA have total rights over players. Mm. They can move them wherever and whenever they want for what, you know, they, I mean, their assets. It's not the same here in Australia with, with the footy. No. Um, it is, it, the, the, the players hold all the control. Yeah. But you can be guaranteed that if... If a club wants a player off the list and they can get a good return, they mm. will certainly pull the trigger on it. Don't, I don't blame him. No. I'm all for it. No. Go for your life. No, so yeah, I think Isaac's well in his rights to take that 800 grand, and, and because he, we just spoke to Mitch Thorpe, and he's very honest about his story being drafted yeah. pick six as a 17 year old boy yeah. uh, from a small country town in Tassie. Um, mm. You know, he had three years on Hawthorne's list that didn't work for him yeah. uh, for for a number of reasons, um, and then he's he's back to Tassie, age 20, um, having to reset on his life. You know, yeah. probably you know probably didn't finish year 12 to, mm. to be a seven, 17 year old to move to mm. and I'm speculating here I don't Should know Mitch's story yeah, yeah. but all, all, all of this stuff is so important because there's there is no guarantee you know what if Isaac Rankin knocks back the 800 grand accepts 500 from the Gold Coast and hurts his knee and never plays again that's it yeah you know he's, he's done himself out of a million dollars that's right yeah and you, you cannot knock that back and as a football club you cannot expect him to knock that knock that back no, and I don't. It's like he's he's done a great job at the club there, and I'd like to think that um, it would be uh, as much as it's sad for them, or they would feel maybe disappointed about it, which is fair enough. But um, 
it should be encouraging of him to take that next step in in where he wants to go and, and to get back home. So I hope I hope he gets that. Um, and look, though, I mean, the Gold Coast will be compensated, but, but to be fair, the last thing they need is another draft pick mm. that will take three or four years to uh, to develop. But yeah. um, yeah, I just I, I I think the player has to accept that level of like that level of money. Yeah, you're not knocking that back. No not ever. And if if you're a member of the public um, and you and 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 you put yourself in that position and, and you think that you'd knock it back, you're a liar. Yeah. No way. Mm. I would knock it back. No chance. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Isaac and hopefully move move back home and um, continue to succeed. He's a, lo- a lovely a lovely guy, um, and I can't wait to see see what he does. Um, it's really exciting. Anyway, before we wrap up the show, we'll go to a quick break and we're going to read through the texts um, that you've sent us in. As always, if, if you do have something to say or I'd love to hear people's opinions around the Tassie bid or, um, you know, if you're getting down to RecLink to watch the Community Cup tomorrow, text us in 0437 552 We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437 552 535. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you here this morning. We just watched this video of Jeevesy kicking a goal at the... When was that cup? Oh, dude, that was two years ago. I didn't get a kick last two year. Two years ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to pop it up on Essie and Tassie. You've got to see it. Hopefully we uh, we get a little glimpse of that, uh, of what's to come for tomorrow. I, d- I do apologise for the celebration. <laughs> There's a. I saw this rugby player do it once. He scored a try and then jumped into the crowd and celebrated. Like yeah. he was a member of the, and so I'd always wanted to do it. So uh, yeah, I, I apologise for the arrogance that that comes with it. Yes, Ethan, the producer, giving me my moment. You are the man. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I'm so excited for tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. Um, we have had a couple of texts come in. I'm just going to bring them up so we can uh, read out our final texts of the show. Jerry from Sanford. No way. I'm knocking back that cash. Not, not knocking back that cash. We're not knocking back that cash no. either. Um, and Brad from Kingston played footy hungover once, and I promise you never again. Yeah, me too. I can't imagine playing footy hungover. Like that first hit through the stomach. Oh, jeez, oh, yeah, no. Nah. All types of gross. Anyway, um, I won't be touching uh, any alcohol today. I'm well, going to be in fine form tomorrow. Bailey was saying before, he's got I a, know, he's got a got night. A ball of yeah. something tonight, and then he's, he's rocking up tomorrow. So um, that'll be interesting to see. So if, if you're a member of the Musos team. Easy target. Mind yeah, you, Bailey's, Bailey's an easy target anyway. I think on a footy field, he's 6'2", go. handsome, just got his hair cut. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't like to think that I'm an easy target, even though I'm 5'4". <laughs> well, the, the good thing for you is no one can see you uh, out of the grass. Yeah, no one can tackle me. <laughs> You'll be fine. I'm too quick. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my God. Too good. Anyway, I'm going to put that video up on SCN Tassie. That's just so funny. That's so funny. I can't wait to see tomorrow. Let's remind everyone um, of what the time is. So it's uh, gates open from 12? Yep, gates open at 12. $12 for adults, $8 for kids over 12, I think. And then kids under 12 are free. Um, Lots of food vans, uh, some great live music acts. Um, And as we spoke about before with Kane Young, the coach of the Ramonas, um, all proceeds go to to RecLink Australia. Yep. Um, which is then filtered through to uh, sport and recreation programs for um, disadvantaged Tasmanians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kane spoke really well about about the isolation. You know, people feel, uh, particularly coming out of out of COVID, uh, that still still has you know 
lingering impacts. Totally. Uh, yeah. So, and we're doing some really cool things across. Um, yeah, and you see uh, firsthand where that money goes, right, and how many people it helps and kids in the state. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. I'm I'm fortunate to be in that space. I'm a, I'm a public school kid, and I've always been enormously passionate about. Yep. Equal opportunity, and, and yep. so we, we've we've created a couple of uh, excellent school programs that uh, have been funded by the government. They've, they've recognised, um, you know, that they hold some importance, and mm. um, rolling some of those out across the state. Um, school versus school sports tournaments with scholarships and links to um, community clubs, and yep. um, so yeah, some some really cool stuff taking place. It's awesome. Need everyone to dig deep tomorrow. What did um. What was our? What did we make last year? Fifteen. Fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, 14, which is 000. a. Okay. And and look, that that fourteen thousand dollars spreads an awful long way in yeah. terms of our programs. Um. So we we are lucky that we have some great great support from our um our, our community partners, you know, Zone Bowling, Putters Adventure World in the in the in the south and obviously in the north and northwest. Um. You know. So those 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 discounted activities. You know. Helped by that fourteen thousand dollars, it's enormous access uh, for our members and participants. Yeah, absolutely. So if you if you do have the the day free tomorrow, get the family down there. The sun's going to be shining. Yeah. Food trucks, live music, live footy. Um, it's going to be a good time. We're going to get out of here though. That was Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fallon, Brett Jeeves, uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing carb you down load. there tomorrow. I've carb loaded all year. You've got the afternoon <laughs> to play catch up. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll see you next Saturday. Um, But until then, catch us down forward tomorrow. Thanks for joining the show.